just get right in it. So let's start off with, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, so my name's Hannah. <laughs> uh, I went to APU 2016 to 2020. So I just graduated in May with my degree in kinesiology. Um, my emphasis was health professions. I am from Long Beach, California. So right up the freeway. And yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, let's just dig right in. Um, so what made you decide to major in kinesiology? Um, I think kind of the classic story, like I was in sports my whole life and um, I had an injury in high school. I had a couple of knee surgeries and went through the whole physical therapy situation and kind of just became fascinated with the human body and with like the recovery of it. So initially I wanted to go into like athletic training or physical therapy um, but that I, I changed career paths like every two seconds throughout my undergrad time. So that is no longer what I want to do. But that's kind of how I started with kinesiology and why I was initially interested in it. Okay, awesome. So you started out just you, you change it up a little bit, but then you ended up choosing the health professions area. Yeah, or- yeah I stuck with that. Well, it, we switched to kinesiology my sophomore, the end of my freshman year of college. So oh, okay. I started out like applied exercise science and then switched mm-hmm. to kinesiology health professions. Cause I felt like that was, I was in the generally like the right area. I just didn't know exactly which facet I wanted to go down, but I felt like that was the one that would have set me up the best for the things that I was generally interested in. Okay, great. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And what certifications have you accrued over the years? Um, obviously, the CPR first aid situation that you have to get mm-hmm. in kinesiology. Um, and then I was a part of Sorensen's corrective exercise class. And so okay. I opted into getting the corrective exercise specialist certification at the end of that course, which was like a test that you had to take. So okay, um, nice. Yeah, I got that, which was, that's one of my favorite classes. Like, highly recommend that. Um, and you get a sweet discount on the certification, too. So it's like, oh, really? Yeah. Um, I think certification, like, officially, that's that's really all that I've gotten. Okay. Um, I was awesome. a part of the Honor Society. Oh, okay. Through kinesiology, I was the um, co-president of our first year, which was last year. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. If that counts as a certification, then that as well. Um, but yeah, <laughs> awesome. that's it. Great. Okay, and um, what are your next steps in your education or career? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. Um, <laughs> still kind of figuring that out. Post grad life, especially in the middle of a pandemic, is very strange. Oh, true. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of just like the whole world is on pause. So I kind of am too. Um, but I'm really thinking about nursing school. So I'm thinking about getting my accelerated bachelor's degree in the thing at one of the local Cal States. Um, so that's kind of where I'm headed, but yeah, who knows? It could change again. Like in my whole undergrad career. Yeah, that's true. It's definitely, 
a totally different time now with COVID and everything. Does that make everything harder, like deciding what you want to do now? I think so. I think there's just, um, it's just like hiring's not, not where it used to be. It's hard to get experience, especially in a a lot of medical facilities. Like they're not really letting non-essential personnel right now. So it's kind of just hard to get your foot in the door currently. Um, so I'm, I'm really trying to get some sort of experience in hospitals, but they're just really not letting people in. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of my biggest struggle right now. But um, yeah. yeah, I actually was just applying to a nursing school <laughs> when this started. Oh, okay. so, yeah, I'm still trying to move forward. Okay. It's still possible, but it's just a, a weird time. For sure, for sure. Okay, and um, what what is your ultimate job or career goal like in the end? Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I know that I'm in the right spot in kinesiology. I just don't know mm-hmm. exactly what it's going to look like. And I remember Sorensen in one of our classes said, like, most of your guys' careers aren't even a thing yet. Like it doesn't even exist yet. And yeah. so I, I, I'm not sure. I think right now I'm thinking nursing and okay. um, which I didn't know that a lot of people went from kinesiology to nursing, but actually it's pretty, pretty common. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. It's kind of turning into like more of a common thing. So I think right now I would probably go with that. But if you asked me a year ago, I would have said biomechanics. And if you asked me the year before that, I would have said physical therapy. So it's it's just changing as I grow up a little bit. But yeah, as of now, nursing, I would say. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I definitely can understand that. Like how it with new experiences, your end goals really change a lot. But I guess that's just part of the whole process. Totally, totally. And what's your uh, best advice for incoming freshmen at APU? I would say the kinesiology office has so much to offer. And the staff in the office is incredible. Like, they offer so much support. And, um, like, when professors offer, like, office hours or hey, let's get coffee sometime and just like talk about your career. Like no one takes them up on it, but um, I really, that's what I would say to do because not only are those connections for the future, um, they're also just like really great people who like want you to succeed. And yeah, I would just say get involved as much as you can or if an opportunity arises and a professor is like, hey, I think you'd be good at this. Like just give it a shot because you can just go through college, like sitting in the back of the class and like doing your work and you'll do fine and you'll get a job. But if you invest Mm -hmm. a little bit, like they'll invest into you as well. And it'll turn into like a way bigger growth experience that will make you like a more well-rounded individual, not just academically, but professionally as well. Awesome. Yeah, that's great to hear, especially for me, like just to know that there is a whole group of people that are willing to like help out so much and like what you said, just be there for oh. you and like push you to grow too. So that's definitely helpful. And I'll 
definitely take you up on that advice. Yeah, I, you really should. They're great people. They're great people. Awesome. And then how about any advice related to being a kinesiology major? You mean like for later on? Yeah, just like throughout it all, like study tips or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, as far as study, I mean, there's a lot of pretty intense classes. Um, mm-hmm. If you do them right, they can be really rewarding. But um, I would say my biggest tips, especially with studying, is like don't listen to anyone else about what works for them. It doesn't matter. You have to mm-hmm. find what works for you. Like I was told all freshman year that like you have to make flashcards to remember anything, especially with like anatomy and stuff. And mm-hmm. I hated that. I cannot do that. And I wasted so much time writing out all these flashcards that didn't even help me. But it was because I was listening to other people's tips and tricks. So I think it's just mm-hmm. about finding out what works for you um, study wise. And honestly, for me, that was like small groups. So I would always find a group of people um, in my classes that I could work with because the classes are so small that like you can definitely find a group of people that you get along with that like that's your study group before tests and everything um, it's also just encouraging so yeah I would say for me it's small groups but you got to just find what works for you okay for sure awesome that's really good yeah advice. Because I definitely, I can agree with that as far as the flashcards, yeah, too. Yeah, does not work. <laughs> For me, at least. <laughs> okay. Um, well, can you tell me about uh, just an unforgettable memory that you made at your time at APU, like, related to majoring in kinesiology? Mm-hmm. Honestly, okay, so honestly, kind of touch on, like, just how supportive the office is in general. Um, mm-hmm. My my dad actually passed away in January at the beginning of the semester. And so um, that was obviously a really hard time. And I take some time away from school and everything. And I had, like, I think four or five of the kinesiology professors come to my dad's service and offered support to me throughout the semester in ways that like I have seen no other professor or teacher do. So I think, yeah, I think that's unforgettable. I'm very thankful to them and owe a lot to them because they helped me not only academically and professionally, but they also were supportive kind of also on the spiritual and like emotional side. And yeah, I think that just goes to show that they like really care about like the whole person like not just you as a student or you as a future medical professional, they care about you as like who you are, which is just like Mm -hmm. very special and hard to find, honestly. Yeah, definitely. I'm sorry to hear about your loss, but that's, that's great that like, that they're able to, you're able to have them to lean on, especially like and still continuing totally. school like that's yeah amazing. they made it much easier for me to come back because I wasn't sure how that was gonna look but they made it so easy on me so yeah very thankful for them yeah that's awesome awesome well uh I'll ask you one more question and then we'll just wrap it up um did you oh what well, we kind of went over this but did you ever think about changing from a kinesiology major like 
And if so, what made you think about chant? No, I really never considered it. Um, I, I think, yeah, no, I never considered it because I loved like every class that I was in. Um, obviously there were, I had my favorites and my less favorites, but um, I always knew that I was in the right spot. I think it was just like a feeling that I had and I just really enjoyed the material. So I never considered switching. Um, I do know a few people who did end up switching and they ended up coming back. Um, oh, yeah, okay. because honestly, other departments are just not as supportive and good as kinesiology. So um yeah, so I do know a few people who left and come back or left in general, but for the most part, mm -hmm. I was like, all the people that I came with in freshman year, we all stayed together until we left, which was really cool too, because you got to like see other people grow and also like familiar faces in classes and made it much yeah. easier to study or to reach out if you need help or anything like that. So yeah, no, never considered it. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool though. That that definitely is exciting and it makes me excited yeah. too because it makes me feel like I made a good choice. I think about you definitely it. did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then um when we were talking about either like so there's two different ways that you can go when you major in kinesiology. It's the health professions or the exercise mm -hmm. science. And I'm doing the uh, exercise science oh, route cool. right now, but We'll see how it goes. It's, it sounds like you switched it. So I we'll see how it goes. Yeah, for, for sure. And you're a freshman, so you have a ton of time. You know, like, don't don't worry about it that much. If, if you really like kinesiology and it's, like, the right spot for you, I think the emphasis, I don't think it matters as much. So I think just really maybe mm -hmm. I would say look at, like, the course selection for each tract mm -hmm. and just see which classes you're more interested in honestly, and then just go with that okay. one. Because I think just having a major in kinesiology will set you up for whatever you're interested in, in that career path, I think. Awesome. Well, thank you. That's great advice. I'll definitely take it in. And I'll definitely remember this talk. I mean, I'm gonna have it saved up on uh, this website that yeah, we this is really to, cool. So. I, I have a lot of this. <laughs> Okay, so my name is Joe Cooperman. I am a chiropractor. Specifically, I work in the athletics world. So I have a background in strength and conditioning, um, bachelor's in nutrition, and a doctorate in chiropractic. Okay, cool. And then could you just give me a little bit more details about your place of employment? Yeah, so I'm self-employed. Okay. Um, but I've partnered with uh, two strength coaches, Seth and Mike, who you know, and... Uh, and what we do together is we work specifically just with athletes inside the facility for strength and conditioning. And the way that I come into play is I help address the imbalances uh, in the programming, make sure the programming is on point. Uh, we all get together and we make that work best for what we think is gonna make athletes faster, stronger, and do it as safely as possible. And if they do get hurt or there are injuries that they're coming in with, uh, when it's the first time that they're seeing us, then I tend to take care of that person and then clear them to get back to training or to rehab them as they're training. Awesome. Great. And then we'll just talk a little bit more about your past education, just anything you want to like add to, okay. add to it. So 
in undergrad, I never really thought I was going to be a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. um, I had always thought I was going to be a dentist. But oh. the way that I grew through school, you know, studying nutrition, um, one thing that was always really always there for me was exercise. I always exercised. I've been a very healthy person. I was a terrible athlete growing up, but I always played sports. Um, and I just kind of slowly followed more in love with the training world. And once I decided I didn't really want to go to dental school anymore, um, I started looking at physical therapy and I started shadowing more of PTs. And then I started thinking chiropractic too, because I saw how uh, the two worlds were really similar but one could do one thing a little bit more than the other, which was chiropractic. And then I just got obsessed with the pops and I want to learn how to do that. Yeah. So, you know, I went to school for that and that program, uh, chiropractic program is a doctorate program. So okay. it's a four year round school or a four year school. Um, you get your doctorate, you have to get licensed, you have national boards exams. So it, it's really, really intense schooling, um, but totally worth it in the long run. So I love it. Great, that's cool. And then you want to talk about any certifications or credentials that you got throughout your years of school and even after that? Yeah, so, you know, education was, you know, hyper pushed when I was in school at the school I attended was Palmer West College of Chiropractic. Okay. Very sports oriented, which is why I picked them, uh, because I wanted to work in the athletics world. Um, so, you know, it's pretty hard to get to that position if you say want to work with a team. Um, without having some sort of background in active release techniques, which is a soft tissue technique where they do some sort of uh, range of motion while you're being stretched. Um, cupping, Graston, uh, things called selective functional movement assessments. So being able to look at the body a little differently than just saying it goes up and down. Um, functional range conditioning, um, integrated soft tissue techniques, and IASTMs, I, I have way too many certifications to kind of think about. I know I'm not, but I'm also not the guy that, I mean, you're looking in the room that we're in right now. I don't have a single one of them up here. And most people don't ever ask me what my certs are. I just end up doing the things yeah. I think that I need to do in order to get someone healthy. Um, so they're all tools in the toolbox. It's just more of like, what am I going to pick and choose to do? But as far as like going through the program, if you want to be, um, a little bit different and unique than just the guy that tends to pop backs, then you need to have those tools in your pocket yeah. and you need to go through the certification because it's so important to get it straight from the horse's mouth than for you to just read the book or watch a video online and assume something because 99.9% .9 of the time, the person that's trying to explain something on the computer to you is, they're missing the point of why the person developed something or what the research has been saying. Okay. Awesome. And then we'll just go on to any of your previous work in the field that like led up to where you are now. Uh, yeah, I had a really cool opportunity when I was in school um, where I finished my, my, what do you call it? My, uh, my clinical hours at school. I finished them very, very quickly, like oh, okay. significantly faster than most people. And so that left me with an opportunity to do an externship or a preceptorship. Okay. Um, for a full year where most people do it for three months so i got to do that with saint mary's college in moraga so i got to work through their sports medicine program where i was their technically in quotations head chiropractor and with my background in strength and conditioning um i was there i oversaw all the strength and conditioning for all oh, sports wow. except basketball that's awesome so i got to see, i got a really unique opportunity so i got to work with the mds the pts the atcs 
And I got to see what integrative healthcare really looked like surrounding an athlete and realized quickly that that was something I did not want to do in a, in a school setting, but okay. I wanted to do that outside of it. So I want to do that for general population. Okay. And what was like that deciding factor that made you not want to like do it within like a school setting? The totem pole. Oh, really? There is a totem pole of like a hierarchy game that you have to play, um, at least where, where I was, and hopefully this doesn't get back to me, but either way, everybody should be aware of that, is that there's a pecking order in the decisions that you can make and the things that you can do, and I didn't like the idea of having to have a meeting about why I wanted to do something with someone before I could do it. Okay. And yeah. so I wanted to break free of those chains and be able to do that outside but still communicate that back to schools. So I'm not the guy, like let's say, for instance, if it was you, and like there was something that you needed to disclose to your team and let them know what was happening, I'm the kind of guy that would say, cool, let us let me talk to your athletic trainers, let me talk to your coaches, because I've been in that world and I know what they want to, okay. I know what they need to know. Yeah. So it's a, it's a super valuable thing for when an athlete is away from their school. And that's what I like more than being at the school yeah. setting. Awesome. Okay, and then what are some of your like future goals? What do you see yourself trying to accomplish in the future? Future goals. Um, I would like to get to a point in my career. So I've been out of school for five and a half years. So I've been in practice for that long. Um, I would like to get to a point where I have a full operation versus just being a one-man show. Mm-hmm. Um, and expanding my business to maybe being in multiple places at the same time. Um, so in other words, hiring somebody, uh, someone that I trust, someone that has a lot of skill and probably can bring something new to the table mm-hmm. that I could learn from them. Um, I would like to see that growth. I mean, it, it, again, it just comes down to like retention, growth, seeing more people, doing good work and just building a, a solid reputation. But um, it seems that things have been doing that. I used mm-hmm. to work for someone when I first got out of school. Uh, I left that in 2018 to open my own practice in Arizona. I used to be in Northern California. Oh, okay. Um, and so, you know, I'm still in the growing phase right now, uh, two years in. So hopefully within the next fu- uh, couple of years, mm-hmm. you know, I have a full-blown yeah. operation yeah. is what I would like. That's cool. Yeah. That's exciting, though. Um, and then what's your best advice for someone pursuing a career in this film? Pursuing a career and so like I have a really weird career I think that most yeah. chiropractors don't follow most chiropractors are just in the passive care and like kind of like oh my body hurts someone help me um, I'm a little more in the sports performance the yeah. strength and conditioning and performance care but also still marrying in the ow oh, my body hurts yeah fix me um, so if, the, if someone's hyper interested in that then you need to kind of you need to see what that world looks like. You need to shadow people, strength coaches, PTs, chiropractors, ATCs. Um, you need to train. You know, you need to physically put your body through what it is that athletes experience. I competed in CrossFit and uh, Olympic weightlifting, so I, I know what that intense training feels like. Uh, I know how often you feel achy. Uh, I know what the recovery process looks like, and let alone, you know, like I have the background in it now. So it's... It's just bringing, bringing that personal approach to other people is a very valuable thing, especially an athlete, mm-hmm. and teaching them how to take that, uh, that, that approach to their practice. So, you know, I highly recommend that for athletes, it's a really good adventure for them because they truly care. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, but yeah, big time shadowing. It's just mainly get exposure. Okay. Uh, learn more, see things, be super open-minded and realize everybody does do things like super differently. Mm-hmm. And one way is not necessarily the perfect way. <clears throat> there, There's a million ways to do stuff. Just some some people have a little more success with it, like huh. legendary yeah. athletics. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's Tudor good advice. Home. I'll definitely take that to heart. And then, what's what's one part of your career that you enjoy the most? I get to meet a lot of unique people. Okay. Um, whether it's you know a a pilot, um, a celebrity, an, a big time athlete, or maybe you know like or an eleven year old here mm-hmm. who's. Yeah. you know never touched his toes for you know ever his whole life yeah. and then we can make him do that but you know it's just it's fun to be able to like help people do things with their bodies unlock that potential but also like hear everybody's story i'm not the i'm not the guy that talks to people just strictly about their bodies when they're in here we keep it pretty lax mm-hmm. um and i get to know my patients so i get to i get to hear things and i get to personally grow from that i think that it's it's taken my maturity level to a much higher place to hear other people's stories, their upbringing, yeah. uh, their background, the culture that they came through, and you know, and then tell them mine, you know, and then we can yeah. see like, I don't know, it's a little. I think that's one probably one of the most unique things about me is that, or at least that I've experienced personally, is that the the stuff that happens inside my room, the things I get to hear is like it's pretty cool, you know. Yeah. Because I get to hear a lot of things that people wouldn't typically share with someone, that's especially their cool. doctor, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um. And then moving on from what you enjoy, what's one of the hardest parts about this career path? Uh, it's, you got to put a lot of time in. You know, you got to work really hard. Uh, you constantly are looking for growth. You're, you, you know, you can't get complacent in my world or else you just stay stagnant and you get left behind. So you have to constantly be educating. Um, and that's not just reading things on the internet and studies. It's more of like doing continuing education courses. Um, so it, it becomes very time consuming, you know, balancing that with, you know, I just recently got married, you know, so I got to make, now make my wife prioritize mm-hmm. in certain things yeah. too. So it's finding that balance is a little tough. You know, I'm young, I'm 32. Um, and I imagine it's going to get a little harder as I grow older because of, I'm gonna get more time consumed from the business as I grow more patients and time inside my clinic mm-hmm. and have kids and et cetera. So I'd say that's probably the hardest part, but I think those are all things that people experience no matter what. Yeah. So I'm willing to tough through it and re- figure out ways to make that work, whether it's chop up hours somewhere else and sacrifice things that I like, like exercise, I, I love exercising still. I like doing CrossFit four days a week, five days a week with my mm-hmm. friends, but. You know, if I have to sacrifice time with, you know, my my wife, I'm going to do that because it's not that big of a deal to me anymore. Yeah. Uh, but business is my priority right now. It is my, my big basket that I'm trying to fill. So I'd say that that's probably the hardest part considering the way that I do it is very organic growth. I don't uh, market very much at all. I ask for clients to refer more clients. Huh. That's about it. And that's so I'm cool. a very patient person. And so mm-hmm. I'd say that's probably the hardest part is that waiting game yeah and then one of the last questions what's something that most people don't know about this career something they don't know about this career gosh it could take you to so many different places right um i had a i don't even know how to answer that question it's a it's a really tough one um some people you know get struck 
they strike lucky and they you know get put on a team and a really nice opportunity at the professional setting or you strike even luckier and you get put with like a person like LeBron James right mm -hmm. and now you're you're just taken care of um, you know so it's like there's a lot of unique opportunities in this in this role to help people um, that you never knew that you could actually help mm -hmm. um, as I think that's something that most people wouldn't realize is how many people truly come and see a chiropractor to help them get through musculoskeletal issues. Yeah. But I think that the thing that they don't get to see is the back end of what kind of doors open from that. Right. You never yeah. know who you're going to meet. So, yeah. and, I, and I've had a couple of unique opportunities. So I, that's the way I kind of look at that is like, you would never guess like going through it that you would end up in that kind of position. Yeah. That makes sense. That's cool. pretty cool though. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for doing this interview. Podcast. All right. <laughs> All right. So I'm here with Seth today, and I'm just going to have you introduce yourself a little bit, your career title and place of employment. All right. Uh, this is Seth Barnett. You said my career title? And place yeah. Of employment? Okay. Uh, I am the owner and founder of Legendary Athletics, and uh, that is currently where I hold my position now. Cool. And uh, where did... Where did you go to college? I went, uh, so I played uh, baseball two years at a junior college, and then I transferred to LSU and finished my education there. Okay. And just tell me a little bit about your uh, experience over at LSU as far as, like, majoring in kinesiology and also playing a sport. Well, for me, uh, I really enjoy kinesiology. Uh, it's funny because, like, all your gen ed classes uh, – you know, normally you see things get a lot harder as you go into your uh, into your concentration. For me, I had a lot of fun because, like, one of my classes was working out. <laughs> you know, yeah. I literally got to work out during one of my classes and get a grade for it. Uh, yeah, for me, it was just really interesting because the things I love, I, I could just sit there and listen and talk about all day and just soak up a bunch of information. Uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, uh, LSU is considered to be a flagship school for kinesiology, so it's got a really high, high reputable program there, so... I really enjoyed it. That's pretty cool. Okay, and what are uh, some certifications and credentials that you have? Uh, I have my USAW, USA Weightlifting Sports Performance uh, certification. I have my ISSA PT certification. I have my USA track and field certification, and I have my uh, NSCA CSCS, so it's a Certified Strength Conditioning Coach. Okay, awesome. And then, do you have any previous work in this field? Like, what did you do before this? Yeah, so before this, uh, so before this, as far as the athletic world, I worked at a Fisher Institute. It's down in South Phoenix. We uh, mainly just trained professional athletes. Uh, there wasn't really a large youth clientele. Uh, before that, I was at a facility on the west side of the valley training uh, enduro cross athletes and then before then I was at a facility called Elite Athletics back in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana where we trained similar to what we do here 11 year olds all the way to 18. Nice and then um, what's some of your future goals? <clears throat> uh, as far as this mm -hmm. uh, probably build a, a curriculum for our own certification uh, in terms of the speed development side of things, uh, obviously expand to a larger facility, maybe even get to where we can get uh, some funding to actually have an institution out here. So not only we're providing sports performance stuff, but actually have a school. 
Uh, so something like that. Nice. And then what's your advice for someone pursuing a career in the field? You get as much experience as possible. Uh, I've had interns with, you know, they're getting their master's or PhD and they have no idea how to, how to manage the variables of what we do. Like you have a group of 12 athletes come in and next thing you know, two of them are banged up. Uh, how do you manage that? You know, how do you manage if an athlete's late? Uh, how do you manage if something's bothering them and you have to, uh, you know, on the ball and exercise? All the way down to, you know, how, are you, how do you run the room organically so, uh, you know, or design it even all the way down to facility design uh, to where things don't get too congested and people don't run into where they're having to wait for things. Uh, all of those things they can't teach you in the classroom. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, how do you manage a large group of athletes, you know, and not have to all look at them at once? You know, little things like if you have 100 athletes, you go 10, 10 groups, 10 deep, you know, and you wait till, you tell them, wait till I call you out, next group go, next group go. That way you can manage, you know, almost even when you have larger groups, you can manage them as far as it still get that semi-private experience. Uh, all of those things that they don't teach you in the classroom, you can only get by being out there mm -hmm. and just being thrown in the fire. And when would you recommend to like start like <coughs> trying to get experience? Uh, so you can. So I want to say you have to be 18 to get some certifications. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, certifications are just. In today's industry, the certification is just kind of say, "Hey, I spent money to get educated." Uh, you know, uh, it used to be a lot more difficult. Uh, to me personally, uh, the lower inch, the lower barrier of entry is too low uh, here in this industry. I think there should be more requirements to be able to do what we do. Uh, but unfortunately, that's not the case. Uh, I guess probably start it right at 18. It really depends too, because like if you have an opportunity, like let's say you're a college athlete, right, and you have an opportunity to intern at the facility that you're at. Uh, you know, uh, to me, that's how I started initially. Okay. Uh, and that was a big deal because I learned all of those variable things, you know, all the how to run the room and, you know, kind of turn it into a big circle and, you know, all of those small things. And then I learned the education side of it afterwards. And for me, it was an easier transition into a bigger room. Yeah. Uh, just because I learned all those. Because, I mean, you can, have, you can be the smartest person in the room, but if you have no idea what's going on, yeah. uh, you know, it can, it can get pretty messy. Mm -hmm. uh, I would also be very selective on uh, where you go and who you learn under. Uh, you know, always look at science and research and what that says, you know. Uh, we can all have our opinions, but, you know, science and research is there to help provide a tool. So, because we didn't have it back then, and, you know, science and research and all of this, all of this data that we're able to collect in today's, in, in today's world as far as truth and conditioning, it gives us the ability to screw up the athlete a lot less. You know, the lower, the lower chance, the percentage is a lot lower for us to screw up, you know. Awesome. And... Which part of the career so far have you enjoyed the most? That I enjoyed the most? This isn't even a job for me. I mean, I get to wear, you know, Nike shoes and mm -hmm. sweatshirts or cut-off sleeves or really whatever I want. Uh, uh, honestly, the most, what I find the most enjoyable is, you know, a guy who's been training or, or a girl who's been training with us for two, three years and they get a college scholarship or they, yeah. they sign a pro deal. That's what it's all about, you know, reinvesting. Investing the money to get reinvested in the back end, you know, I always say, you know, what's what the what's a monthly fee worth? You know, is it worth a half a million dollar scholarship? Is it worth a you know two million dollar pro contract? To me, it, it 
it goes far beyond athletics. I mean, all the way down to, you know, being on, knowing you have to be somewhere on time every day, uh, regulating your schedule from a time management perspective because you know you have to train, you know you have to do this, you know you have to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just self-accountability, you know, there's a lot of lazy people out here in today's world. You know, a lot of people just have trouble getting out of bed. Uh, but knowing you have to be somewhere and, you know, knowing you have to, knowing you have to do every rep of every set and, you know, be held, be held, be held accountable not only to yourself but to others as well. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you're not only a representation of you, you're a representation of your family. You're a, if you train here at Legendary, you're a representation of our company. Uh, and that needs to be held to a high standard. What about what's the hardest part of your career path so far? The hardest part? Yeah. The hardest part is probably uh, educating people because uh, it's like social media was originally designed to, you know, get information out there and kind of bring everyone together. And it has, but it's there's so much information I mean, every single day, you know, there's some new video of some different way to do something or all this, uh, this just, it's just so much stuff that it, athletes or parents have trouble filtering out, well, what's, what's real? You know, what's, what's really going to get me and help my kid or, you know, help yeah. me out as an athlete? Uh, that's probably the most difficult part is educating uh, the, the kids and the parents to say, you know, this is how we do things here, you know, or this is how, you know, this is what science and research says, uh, or, you know, case studies and all these other kind of things and, you know, uh, addressing, you know, physiology and, you know, just, just trying to educate them and teach them to where not only can they operate, you know, from a confidence standpoint to know that they're being treated the right way and being taken care of, but they're not being mm-hmm. BS at the same time. You know? Yeah. And what's something that most people don't know about this career? <coughs> It's hard. You gotta. You have to genuinely care because if you know, and I'm extremely money motivated as far as you know, growing a business and you know, saving money and you know, being financially secure, probably more so than the others. Uh, but don't be afraid to ask what you what you think you're worth. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, a common misconception is you think you know you're paying for my time today. You know, you're paying for all of that work that I did to provide the service that we have today. You know, the, the two o'clock in the mornings, the, you know, staying up all night or waking up super early. I mean, I remember at LSU waking up at 5 a.m. and not getting home till 9, 8, 9 p.m. You know, that, what's, what's that worth to, you know, just similar to a doctor, similar to a teacher and any, any you know, lawyer, profession, all those, you know, all those professions, uh, you're paying for all of that education. You know, you're paying for that service. Then that took all of that time. Uh, Awesome. And then one more question. When did you like decide to to start start up your own like gym and just get things going here? Uh, when I first moved out here in 2014, that was the goal. Uh, it took a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say a long time. It really hasn't taken that long. Uh, I started Legendary October 2017 is when I filed for the LLC and I got approved. Okay. Uh, partnered with my business partner Mike uh, in 2019 and then things just started to take off from there uh, and here we are a year and a half later with the facility and it's you know I'm, I'm excited because it's fun it's stressful but it's you know I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for anything yeah uh, it's just it's one of those where you know you have to really 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 care about the clientele 
because if you don't, this this industry will run you into the ground.